This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Tuesday, September 12, 2023, I'm Waylon Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Apple's new iPhones get faster chips, better cameras, and new charging ports. All on your daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. Reagan Clagg will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Ben Anderson will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 74 degrees. And now on to our top story. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he's directing a House committee to open an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. The Republican leader faces mounting pressure from his right flank to take action as the House returns today for a disruptive fall agenda. McCarthy plans to convene lawmakers behind closed doors multiple times this week, including for a meeting to discuss the Biden impeachment. McCarthy also is struggling to pass legislation needed to avoid a federal government shutdown. It's a familiar political bind for the California congressman who's juggling the impeachment inquiry and the government shutdown threat with no clear endgame. The White House dismisses the impeachment push as politically motivated. Today, Apple unveiled its next generation of iPhones, a lineup that will boast better cameras, faster processors, and a new charging system, and a price hike for the fanciest model. The showcase at Apple's Cupertino, California headquarters comes as the company tries to reverse a mild slump that has seen its sales drop from last year in three consecutive quarters. Partly because iPhones haven't been selling well, the iPhone 15, due in store September 22nd, will adopt a USB-C charging standard that Apple had to adopt to comply with the mandate by European regulators. Five former Memphis police officers have been charged with federal civil rights violations in the beating death of Tyree Nichols. The former officers were indicted today in the U.S. District Court in Memphis, even as they continue to fight second-degree murder charges in state courts arising from the killing. The four-count indictment charges, each of them were deprivation of rights under the collar of law through excessive force and failure to intervene, and through deliberate indifference, conspiracy to witness, tampering, and obstruction of justice through witness tampering. The new charge just come nine months after the violent beating of Nichols by officers during a January 7th traffic, traffic stop near his Memphis home. Nichols died three days later. Google is confronting a threat to its dominant search engine as a federal regulators launch an attempt to dismantle its internet empire in the biggest U.S. antitrust trial in a quarter century. Over the next 10 weeks, federal lawyers and state attorney generals will try to prove Google rigged the market for its favor by locking its search engine in as a default choice in a plethora of places and devices. Today, prosecutors open their case by saying it's about the future of the internet and whether Google's search engine will ever face meaningful competition. Google is arguing that competition from Microsoft's Bing, Amazon, and Yelp keep the marketplace fair. Libya, Libya's eastern city of Derna has buried 700 of at least 1,000 people killed in devastating flooding, and 10,000 are reported missing. Rescue teams have retrieved hundreds of bodies more. The final death toll is likely to be much higher. 
Mediterranean Storm Daniel caused devastating floods in many towns in eastern Libya, but the destruction was worse in Derna, where entire city neighborhoods were washed away. The head of delegation for Libya for the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies said that 10,000 people are missing after the floods. The country's Ambulance and Emergency Authority, which coordinates search and rescue efforts, said about 2,300 people had died in Derna. Coming up, panel finds no single factor in horse deaths at Churchill Downs. More screening is suggested. That and more news from across the Tri-State when News Center 88 returns right after this. Yeah, I knew Joe. He was a friend of mine. Always liked him. We used to hang out, you know. I, I mean, I, I noticed he started acting different. You know, keeping to himself more, not eating right. His grades even began to drop. I, I thought it was just because he and his girlfriend had just broken up. I mean, it seemed natural. I mean, I never thought that Joe would be the type to... On an average day, 84 people die from suicide, and many more attempt to end their lives. If you, or someone you know, having trouble eating, sleeping, or has started talking about suicide, tell someone or get them help. Don't let your friends say goodbye. This message brought to you by your friends at WMUL. Freedom of, freedom, of means freedom of speech means freedom to say, I don't like the cafeteria food. I'm pro-choice. I'm bipolar. I want change in my government. The freedom to say, I'm Republican and I'm gay. As, as long, long as, as it's, it's not, not hurting, hurting anyone, anyone. Whatever I say. Whatever I say. I have the freedom. I have the freedom to say it. I have the freedom to say it. This message is brought to you by the NAB Education Foundation, the Broadcast Education Association, Robert R. McCormick Foundation, and this station. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best spot, new, best spot news reporting by the Virginia Associated Press. I'm Waylon Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson. Officials say residents of a northern West Virginia community can use their tap water again after nearly a month. News outlets report the West Virginia Department of Health and Human Resources approved a request today to lift a, quote, do not consume, unquote, notice for customers of Payton, Payton City Waterworks. Residents of Payton City were told not to use their tap water on August 16th after a pump valve main malfunctioned at a water treatment plant and allowed the release of hazardous solvent. Officials say after the leak was fixed, the water system was flushed and water samples were tested until results showed the water was safe to use again. Democrats in Congress are pushing for a new round of money to keep the nation's child care industry afloat, saying thousands of providers are at risk of closing when their federal pandemic relief runs out this month. Legislation is being introduced in both chambers tomorrow that would provide $16 billion a year over the next five years, awarded as grants to help programs cover everyday costs. It's intended to replace $24 billion in relief that was passed in the American Rescue Plan and is scheduled to expire September 30th. Without a new lifeline, child care programs serving millions of families are expected to close or increase prices. But without Republican support, the bill faces an uphill battle in Congress. A report from the Horse Racing's Federal Created Oversight Panel found no single cause of death among 12 horses at a, 
at Churchill Downs this spring, but recommends further action. An analysis to mitigate risks at the homes of the Kentucky Derby. The report from the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority said there was no link between Churchill Downs racing surface and the deaths or patterns in their location. Today's report comes two days before the start of Churchill Downs fall September meet and follows the June 7th suspicion of racing and shift and shift of the spring meet to Ellis Park in western Kentucky. Kentucky Chief Justice Lawrence B. Van Meter says he won't seek re-election for another term on the state Supreme Court in 2024. His announcement today sets the stage for another transition at the top of the state's judicial system at the end of next year. Van Meter has been Chief Justice since the start of this year. He succeeded longtime Chief Justice John D. Minton Jr. Minton decided not to seek re-election in 2022. Van Meter's fellow justices chose him for the Chief Justice role. Van Meter won election to the state's highest court in 2016. He represents a central Kentucky district. Coming up next, looking for a refill? McDonald's is saying goodbye to self-serve soda in the coming years. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the WMUL request line singer. Oh man, we're out of range. I'll miss all of my favorite music. No worries. With WMUL's 24-7 live stream, the cutting edge of your radio dial becomes the cutting edge of your phone too. Just go to marshall.edu slash WMUL and your favorite music goes wherever you do. I'll pull it up now, just in time for more music. Call 696-6651 now. DJs are standing by. High school students from around the world come to spend a semester or year in area schools. Your family can learn about Germany, China, Finland, or another country by hosting a student. International Experience is a nonprofit that facilitates international exchange, and they invite you to share your home with a student who will become a part of your family. To learn more, contact International Experience at 888-266-2921. That's 888-266-2921, or visit ie-usa.com, 888-266-2921. You're listening to West Virginia's first public radio station. Public radio? What does that mean? No commercials. All I'm trying to say is maybe uh, no commercials is a good idea. Help build radio. So crank up the commercial-free sound of WMUL FM 88.1, and we guarantee you won't hear one single commercial. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best radio news reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists Mark of Excellence Awards. I'm Willem Smith. And I'm Casino operator MGM Resorts International says resorts are open despite a cybersecurity issue that led to the shutdown of its computer systems across the U.S. Today, the FBI characterized its investigation as ongoing but offered no additional information. Las Vegas-based MGM Resorts says it shut down some of the systems beginning Sunday in efforts to protect the data. It said reservations and casino floors were affected. It didn't call the event a cyber attack. Some consumers posted accounts on social media about not being able to make credit card transactions, obtain cash from obtain cash from ATMs, or enter hotel rooms using key cards. Some images showed video slot machines gone dark. 
The Biden administration has cleared the way for the release of five American citizens detained in Iran by issuing a blanket waiver for international banks to transfer $6 billion in frozen Iranian money in South Korea without fear of U.S. sanctions. Secretary of State Antony Blinken signed off on the move last week, but Congress was not notified of the decision until yesterday. According to the notification, which was obtained by the Associated Press, the waiver means that European, Middle Eastern, and Asian banks will not run afoul of U.S. sanctions in converting the frozen money in South Korea and transferring it to Qatar's central bank, where it will be held for Iran to use for the purchase of humanitarian goods. Say goodbye to refilling that Coke. McDonald's is planning to eliminate self-serving soda machines at its U.S. restaurants by 2020, by 2032. McDonald's USA says the goal of, is, of this is to create consistency for customers and crew members across the chain's offerings, from in-person dining to online delivery and drive through options. The company did not specify if any additional factors, such as finances or sanitation, impacted the decision to part ways with its self-serve machines. For years, McDonald's customers have used the machines to fill and refill their beverages without additional trips to the cashier. But behind-the-counter soda machines already exist at some, other lo- at some other fast food chains, and a handful of McDonald's locations across the country have also begun the transition. Government advisors say the leading decongestant used by millions of Americans to treat nasal decongestant doesn't actually work. The Food and Drug Administration convened an expert panel to review the latest data on phenylephrine. That's found in over-the-counter versions of Sudafed, Dayquil, and most other cold and allergy medicines sold on pharmacy shelves. Drug makers reformulated their pills in solutions with the ingredient after a 2006 law required an older drug to be moved behind the counter. But researchers have long questioned the ingredient's effectiveness. The FDA advisors say new studies show oral phenylephrine was not better than a placebo at relieving congestion. As American schools work to turn around the math scores that plunged during the pandemic, some researchers are pushing for more attention to set us to attention to a set of research-based practices for teaching math. The movement has passionate backers, but is still in its infancy, especially compared to the phonics-based, quote, science of reading, unquote, that has inspired changes in how classrooms across the country approach literacy. Meanwhile, the U.S. trails other high-income countries with math performance, and lately more students graduate high school with deficits in basic math skills. Supporters say teaching practices supported by the quantitative research could help, but they are still coming into focus. Would you believe that someone could go in for cancer treatment and end up infected? Coming up next, what's ahead now that Republicans are opening an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden? Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. So Marshall and North Carolina about 45 seconds away from tip-off here inside the Dean Dome. High atop the Liberty Bowl. Broadcasting from what we'll call affectionately the tool shed. As the kick is high and end over end, we're underway here at Lane Stadium. Welcome back to the Wallstein Center in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Marshall women's basketball on the brain. WMUL-FM Huntington. Are you job hunting? With SelfCheck, you can check your employment eligibility records before your next employer does. So before you apply, check out USCIS.gov 
backslash self-check. It's fast, it's easy, and it's free. Self-check gives you the confidence of knowing your government records are in order. Check out your employment eligibility today at uscis.gov backslash self-check. Self-check is a service of U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services and E-Verify. Welcome to Marshall University. We hope you enjoy your stay. But we know sometimes college students can get a little down. Introducing the cutting edge of all ailments, WMUL. Feeling homesick? No problem. WMUL will keep you company all day long, from our 6 a.m. morning shows until late night alternative. Tired of pinching pennies? Then WMUL is perfect for you. Marshall's very own radio station is 100% commercial free. We hope you enjoy our presentation, and don't forget to listen to 88.1 WMUL. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Waylon Smith. And I'm Emma Johnson, a junior lawyer testifying at Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton's impeachment trial, says he kept Paxton informed as he launched a criminal investigation into law enforcement officials at the behest of wealthy donors to Paxton. Brandon Kamek also testified today that at Paxton's urging, they communicated through an encrypted messaging app. His testimony came on the sixth day of the historic proceeding. It addresses a central charge against Paxton. The Republican is accused of abusing his office to help real estate developer Nate Paul resist FBI investigation. Paxton pleaded not guilty at the impeachment trial. He has been absent for most of it. The White House is calling the Republicans' newly launched impeachment inquiry against President Joe Biden, quote, extreme politics at its worst, unquote. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced the inquiry today, the latest sign of the GOP leader yielding to mounting pressure from former President Donald Trump and his allies. McCarthy claims that his party's months-long investigation of Biden has uncovered that the president lied about his knowledge of his family's business dealings. While Republicans have sought to directly connect Hunter Biden's financial affairs to his father, they have failed to produce evidence that the president directly participated in his son's work, though he sometimes had dinner with Hunter Biden's clients or said hello to them on calls. Diverting the Mississippi River water to states struggling with water safety isn't a new idea. And many experts have always said it's a long shot that isn't practical and wouldn't be remotely cost effective. But mayors along the river may soon take first steps toward uniting to block such a, diver- such a diversion. They're expected to vote on whether to support, this co- to support a compact that would make it harder to divert water, even if, even if the mayors are supportive, a compact would be far off. All 10 states along the river would need to agree in an error in increased political polarization, but fear of water expert export has ignited political action before. North Korea's Kim Jong-un rolled into Russia on an armored train to see President Vladimir Putin. It's a rare meeting between isolated leaders driven together by their need for support and escalating standoffs with the West. Kim is expected to seek economic aid and military technology for his impoverished country. Kim's train stopped in Kasan, a station on the Russia-North Korea border where it was met by a military honor guard and a brass band, according to video on social media channels by a regional governor and Russia's natural resources minister. Kim appears to have something Putin desperately needs, munitions for Russia's grueling war in Ukraine. Hillary Clinton is stepping over the White House threshold in yet another role. Over the decades, she's been there as a spouse, as a first lady, as a senator, and as a cabinet member, but never in the long-sought role of Madam President. 
After keeping her distance during the Trump years, Clinton will be back at the White House today for an event with the First Lady with First Lady Jill Biden. The two will announce the recipients of an annual Global Arts Prize for Lifetime Achievement. Clinton has long been a supporter of the arts. This will be her first public appearance at the White House since the Obama years. And coming up, Reagan Clagg will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast. And Ben Anderson will be in with the FM 88 Sports Reports. Stay with us. You two must be proud of Johnny. Oh, we sure are. Yeah, he's a great kid. So he's got a job at the dealership, right? No, no. Yes, he did. Oh, right. The dealership. You know, he just started uh, there. Actually, it's been about six weeks. <laughs> Has it been that long? And he graduates next year, right? Oh, no, no. He's still... Yes, he does, Tom. Sure, Johnny graduates next year. I thought you were talking about... Who, Tom? Need to get closer to your family? So, Larry, let's talk about your kids. Give your family everything. Give them your time. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Are you tired of spinning that dial and hearing the same old Top 40 stuff being overplayed? Do you go to bed at night dreaming of a station that will play music you want to hear all the time? Whether you're driving in your car or chilling on the porch, leave your dial here at 88.1 WMUL, progressive music, and other stuff that you want to hear. Having a good time. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Reagan Clagg, and it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It has been generally cloudy today. Campus even caught a shower or two earlier this afternoon. Today's high temperature is 74 degrees. The clouds will stick around into the overnight hours, with clearing expected around 2 a.m. There is a very slight chance of a rain shower, but no sizable amount of precipitation is expected. Tonight's low is 61 degrees. Tomorrow will bring with it a few clouds and a warmer day with a high of 78 degrees. A clear but chilly evening is expected tomorrow with an overnight low of 51 degrees. For your Thursday, it will be bright and sunny with a high of 76 degrees and an overnight low of 50 degrees. Today's weather word of the day is Beaufort Scale. A Beaufort Scale is an older format for measuring wind that gives a general description of the wind speed using, using casual observations. Developed in 1805 by Sir Francis Beaufort of the Royal Navy, the scale ranges from 0 to 12, with 0 being calm and 12 being hurricane force. This scale can be used at sea or on land. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a partly cloudy 74 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For News Center 88, I'm Reagan Clagg. Thanks, Reagan. Now Ben Anderson joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Hi, this is Ben Anderson with the FM88 Sports Report. I want to start with the news involving Marshall Athletics. We first go to Marshall Men's and Women's Golf. In Marshall Men's Golf, Marshall Junior Ryan Bibley shot a 665 in the second round to move into a tie for third place at 7-under after two rounds at the Joe Fiengas Marshall Invitational on Monday at Guy Golf and Country Club. Bilby's second round effort led a Marshall charge in which the Thundering Herd fired a round of 13-under, which served as the best single round of any team in the first two rounds of play on Monday. That round 
Brown propelled the team into third place at 14 under, just 10 strokes back of leader Belmont State, who is at 24 under and six strokes back of Moorhead State at 20 under. After a one under 70 in the opening round, Bilby built momentum early, birdies in four of his first six holes to jump into the leaderboard and move into the top 10 finishing with a final scorecard of 65, which tied the second lowest round recorded yesterday with 36 of the 54 hole event completed. In addition to Bilby's round, Marshall's Tyler Jones is tied for 16th at 3 under, while Joseph Kalaski is tied for 19th at 2 under. Marshall women's golf also in action at the Lostonville Country Club in Cincinnati, Ohio, competing in the Jennifer Duke Invitational. Yesterday, after 36 holes, sophomore Olivia Cochin and junior Casey McIlvain, both sitting in the top 10 and leading the Thundering Herd to fourth place. Cochin came up strong, firing an opening round of 71 after carting three birdies on holes 5, 10, and 16. She followed that up with a 75 in the second round to sit in a tie for eighth, just six shots back of the lead. McIlvain, in her Thundering Herd debut, would come out with an impressive performance, following up a 3-over 73 with a 4-over 74 in her second round to tie for 10th place, remaining within striking distance of leader Katie Craig of West Kentucky, who sits at even par for the tournament. Emily McLatchy also saw a strong effort in her second round with a 3-over 73 that has her tie for 18th entering the final day. Now in Marshall softball news, softball head coach Morgan Zirkle announced earlier this afternoon the 2023 softball fall schedule, which includes five games at Dot Hicks Field. Dates include September 17th, 24th, 29th, and October 6th and 7th. Admission for fall games is free, and the games will be 10 innings long. Now let's head over to the NFL. First, it was announced this afternoon that New York Jets starting quarterback Aaron Rodgers has been ruled out for the rest of the season with a torn left Achilles tendon. Rodgers, a four-time NFL MVP, suffered the injury last night during the New York Jets contest versus the Buffalo Bills, which on the fourth play of the Jets' opening drive, Rodgers tried to avoid a rushing Leonard Floyd, who wrapped up the quarterback and spun him down to the MetLife Stadium turf. Rodgers stood up for a few moments, looked over at the Jets' sideline, and then sat on the turf, seemingly knowing he was seriously hurt. He needed help from trainers to get to the New York sideline, where he was taken to the blue medical tent to be examined. Rodgers then got on a cart to go to the locker room, hopped off near the tunnel, and limped inside. Zach Wilson replaced Rodgers just 3 minutes and 45 seconds into the game and finished 14 of 21 for 140 yards with a touchdown pass to Garrett Wilson and an interception in the victory. The third-year quarterback will now start for the Jets this Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys. In other NFL news, a former NFL media journalist is accusing the league of refusing to address what he calls, quote, long-standing institutional discrimination, unquote, and said, quote, his contract was not renewed because he repeatedly voiced concerns regarding equity and racial injustice, unquote. In making his allegations in a discrimination and retaliation lawsuit filed today in federal court in New York City, Jim Trotter also cited Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones and Buffalo Bills owner Terry Pegula as making racially insensitive comments. Trotter said, quote, the concerns he raised with league executives, including NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, regarding those comments and the lack of diversity among NFL media members fell on deaf ears, unquote. In NBA news, it was revealed by prosecutors earlier today at an arrangement that Houston Rockets guard Kevin Porter's Jr.'s alleged attack on his girlfriend in a New York City hotel room left the woman with a fractured neck vertebrae and a deep cut above her right eye. Porter, 23, is charged with felony assault and strangulation in connection with the incident early Monday at the Millennium Hilton near the United Nations in Manhattan. Prosecutors say he didn't stop until his girlfriend, former WNBA player Kaiser Gondrasic, ran out into the hallway covered in blood. Porter was not required to enter a plea during his brief court appearance. The NBA star, who had been in police custody since his arrest around 6.45 a.m. Monday, is forced to post $75,000 in cash or obtain a $100,000 bond to secure his release. He was also ordered to stay away from Gondrasic. Porter is due back 
second quarter in Manhattan on October 16th. Lastly, today in WNBA news, New York Liberty's Brianna Stewart, after finishing the regular season second in the league in scoring, averaging a career-best 23 points a game, and helping New York secure the second-best record in the league, became the first player in WNBA history to repeat as the Associated Press Player of the Year. Stewart narrowly edged Las Vegas's Allah Wilson by one vote from the 12-member media. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes the FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Ben Anderson. Thanks, Ben. Coming up, Aerosmith postponed shows after frontman Steven Tyler suffers vocal cord damage. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. This is your Weedmeister 2000 string trimmer, cranking up to chow down on the crabgrass growing out of your driveway. This is the little chunks of rock and dirt flying everywhere like shrapnel, hitting your ankles, and sooner or later, hitting your eye. This is you calling yourself every name in the book for not wearing eye protection when working with a lawn tool. Any lawn tool. And this is a message about safety from the American Optometric and finally, today on News Center 88, Aerosmith has postponed a half dozen dates on their farewell tour because frontman Ty- Steven Tyler injured his vocal cords during a performance. Tyler announced yesterday on Instagram that he suffered damage during a Saturday show in New York that led to bleeding, and doctors said he can't sing for 30 days. Tyler said he's, quote, heartbroken, unquote, Aerosmith known for a slew of hits, including Dream On and Sweet Emotion, was in the midst of a 40-stop peace-out farewell tour in the U.S. and Canada. A half-dozen shows have been postponed to late January through February. Designer Sarah Burden, who created the wedding dress of Kate, Princess of Wales, is stepping down as creative director at Alexander McQueen. Burden has led the fashion house since 2010 and previously worked with the brand's founder, Lee Alexander McQueen, for 14 years. Burden took over as creative director of the fashion house after McQueen took his own life at age 40. Luxury group Caring said yesterday that McQueen's spring and summer catwalk show in Paris this month will be the last with Burden at the helm. It didn't say who would replace her. Burden was behind the ivory lace wedding gown that the former Kate Middleton wore when she married Prince William in 2011. And that does it for this edition of News Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Wayland Smith, Reagan Clagg, Ben Anderson, Luke Hamilton, and for the entire News Center 88 team, I'm Emma Johnson, and your thought of the day is hard work keeps the wrinkles out of the mind and spirit. Helena Rubenstein.